Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout, and the stands. Hello and welcome back to the latest edition of the post-game podcast here on the Blood Red channel. I'm your host, Edward Kay, and today we'll be bringing you Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference, as well as Paul Gore's verdict, and of course, plenty of fan reaction from Liverpool to Everton nil. 243rd minute side Derby went Liverpool's way as Mohamed Salah's two goals ensured that the Reds uh, made it another victory against the Blues at Anfield. Uh, the Blues wait for a win in front of supporters at this venue goes on. Uh, it's 1999 since they last tasted victory here in the Premier League against their, their fierce cross city rivals. And uh, in fairness, uh, it wasn't a, a classic, it wasn't one for the ages, it wasn't anything like that, but it was a game that saw Liverpool get the job done with uh, Salah. Scoring a um, second half penalty before putting the gloss on the result with a 97th minute uh, goal on the counter attack. Um, but I suppose the real story of the game is the fact that um, after seeing the early season sort of pockmarked by a number of questionable decisions or 50 50 calls that went against them, you know, talking about the VAR farce at Tottenham, the uh, number of red cards that Liverpool have already had, they've had four. In the eight games prior to today, uh, perhaps this was finally the game when their luck changed and the rub of the green finally went Jürgen Klopp's way. Uh, Ashley Young was sent off in the first half for two uh, yellow card tackles on Luis Diaz. The first um, just in front of us near the halfway line and the second a bit further down towards the byline. Uh, Everton played the second half with ten men. As uh, Sean Dyche brought on Michael Keane and Nathan Patterson, it was Keane who gave away a penalty after leaving his arm outstretched as uh, Luis Diaz tried to cross. Um, a check of the monitor from referee Craig Pawson confirmed that it would be a penalty and Mohamed Salah made no mistake. Um, if those are the two key decisions that went Liverpool's way. There was another that Everton felt hugely aggrieved about after Ibrahim Akanate hauled back Beto um, to deny Everton a counter-attack with the France defender already on a booking for uh, something similar just a few moments earlier. Jürgen Klopp saw the writing on the wall. It was perhaps one that Liverpool got away with and um, you know uh, the feeling inside the Liverpool camp was that it was a decision that went their way finally and the luck was on their side on this one. Um, and Klopp, as I say, saw the writing on the wall. He quickly brought off Canate for Joel Matip and uh, Liverpool eventually sort out the game in relative comfort. But uh, it's fair to say the anger and frustration was palpable from Everton after the game. Sean Dyche saying that he was stunned that no fair-minded person would disagree with the fact that um, Canate should have been cautioned and sent off. But uh, 
Given Liverpool's luck of the draw so far in the early going, they won't lose too much sleep over the fact that uh, a couple of decisions have finally gone their way. Uh, ultimately, it was a game that um, Everton really didn't threaten too much in early Calvert-Lewin header was saved by Virg- uh, saved by Alison Becker and Virgil van Dijk was excellent at the back alongside first Canate and then Matip, the uh, Liverpool captain. Didn't have too much to do in the second half, but first half he made sure that he won every single header uh, against Calvert-Lewin after that early header and the uh, captain was in imperious form. Up the other end, Salah had a pretty quiet game, which sounds strange to say given the fact that he scored two goals, but uh, he uh, was uh, ready when called upon and um, moves out to become the club's top scorer for the season that'll be an interesting battle as that uh, develops throughout the season with Liverpool you know with possession of so many um, mouthwatering options in the final third but it is Salah the main man who's done the business today and it's finished at Anfield in the 243rd Merseyside derby Liverpool 2 Everton 0 The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel Good afternoon um Difficult game. Even before the first whistle, it's always it's like uh, I didn't know 100% how we will be ready for that. When we had the finishing before in the warming up, Dom told me I actually never played a derby before. What do you mean? Yeah, Salzburg doesn't have a derby. Leipzig doesn't have a derby. Hungary has maybe a derby, but the countries who would be a derby we never played since I'm a play international football. Well, okay, good. Um, so, no problem. You give always 100%, so you are ready for the game. Um, and so you don't know exactly how it is. And then I thought, I like what I saw. Besides that we should have finished situations off better. I think we had, that didn't even become chances, but were super situations where we had 4v1, 4v2 counter-attacks. And um, with the quality we have, we, we have to play a better last pass. That didn't happen, so nil-nil, red card, changed the game again. Everton was not that deep a block before that, but after that they were obviously a really deep block. Uh, we had to get used to that, that took a little bit too long for my taste. But um, what was really important today that we didn't get frustrated in the second half with the fact that we didn't score already. Um, and I thought we did that really well. I, I saw that we were ready just to play to the final whistle, um, try it, um, and then we scored the, the, goal, the first goal, uh, the penalty, really well done by Lucho, um, crossing the ball um, in that moment, one v two situation I think, and then still having the still can cross the ball. Yeah, and then late two nil, game finished. Could have been two penalties actually. Seen the pass and slid into Lewis Diaz just before that quarter standing before. Uh, I don't know whether you've seen no, that. No, I've not seen it. Obviously, Everton will point to Ashley Young getting sent off for two yellow cards and Kanate not receiving a second yellow. What were your thoughts on that? How did you feel at the time when Kanate fouled for, for better? Uh, to be honest, I didn't see. I, I didn't see Beckett, I, I, and I was not sure. I saw it one hundred percent. I think I was somewhere else in that moment but then when he's going down and Ibu I knew he had a yellow card so I knew that could be now tricky uh, then he didn't get the, the second yellow and then I thought okay we don't give it a chance and take him off um, I understand how you can imagine um, the frustration of Everton or, or, and Sean, Sean in this moment absolutely uh, 
and yeah, but that would have been was it nil nil still or was it one nil? It was nil nil still. Yeah. But ten be ten, I thought we were the better side. We, we I, I, would we have won? I don't know. We will never find out. Um, but it's not that I would have thought. Okay, now we cannot. We, we have no chance to win the game anymore. One hundred percent not. Would have been interesting. Would have Everton changed anything or not? We we don't know. Um, would have been, would they have been a bit more offensive or not? Um, so that's all hypothetical, obviously. So. 2-0 and we deserve the three points. That's I think there's no doubt. Any more? No. Good. No. No more? Yeah, but you got back to the top of the league though. Um, I just wonder how we, we are not anymore. Oh well, obviously this is the end, yeah. Um, but how important was it as opposed to, to just ask that question after the last two results as none of those teams have been in the league, albeit still early in the season? I like to respond on things, but you need to have a reason to respond, and it should be you should be able to remember the thing you have to respond to. And two weeks since Brighton, players were everywhere in the world. That makes no sense. So that I'm, I'm not happy to to, to to that we are back on track or whatever. I'm happy we won the game. Um, no, that's. Yeah, and 20 points. That's what we wanted, and that's what we have now. So that's that's absolutely great. Uh, now Thursday, different competition, super important as well. Another home game, fantastic. Um, and there, from there we go. That's that's the situation. And um, how is that? Where the boys literally are coming from? I'm really I'm really happy with the performance. Really, I liked it, and I think I didn't hear anything different. We came all through without. Uh, any kind of nickels, super important, and um, so all good. Chris, look what I love most about Moise. Of course, well, maybe most I love the numbers, but um, what I love the most is that I think Mosala played for us an, an incredible amount of fantastic games. Today it was not his best game, but being then that clinical and the penalty and that being staying in the situation, that's probably his biggest quality and I love that because you need somebody who brings the ball over the line uh, and he was that again and um, I couldn't respect that fact more um, and that's absolutely outstanding, the numbers are crazy, uh, he will never stop, he will never stop, that's, that's his nature and that's really cool for us. Game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Mike Holt from Go on the Match podcast with my review on Liverpool 2, Everton 0. Bit of an anti climax sort of game. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I actually had a uh, £5 bet on 0 0 before this game had started. Um, I did just think we would struggle to break them down. Um, it would be a typical Anfield derby where we have, you know, 80% of the possession, but it's down to us to break them down and be creative and find a way through. Um, I mean, we did get there in the end. Uh, obviously, the sending off Vashley Young early on helped that. Um, and what I mean by that is it helped us in terms of the overall game. But sometimes I think when an opposition goes down 10 men, it, it it can make you quite complacent thinking, oh, you know, the game's sort of won now and, you know, it's it's up to you to win it. Um, so, you know, psychologically it can make you more complacent, but 
Um, you know, the red card was a red card. It was two yellows. It was it was a silly challenge from Young. Um, I was quite surprised he went Young um, rather than Patterson to start the game. I thought it was a bit of a mismatch with Diaz anyways. Um, but, you know, as soon as that happened, um, we, we, were, we were good in terms of the game. Like, but we just... We just we weren't very clinical enough. We were having loads of shots from outside the box that were going wayward, um, and we were just we were just sort of not taking our chances that we did have. Um, obviously, first goal um, does come from uh, Mo Salah. The penalty um, it was a penalty. You know, it was silly from Keane to dangle his arm out and stop the cross. There can't be any complaints there. Um, and then obviously Salah scores to tap in. From the break where Nunes assists him, by by you know apart from that, apart from the two goals from Salah, I know that sounds silly to say because he scored two goals. I thought he was absolutely dreadful. You know, if you've really watched that game for the whole ninety minutes, he was absolutely dreadful. But then he scores two goals, so you can't complain too much. Um, Everton could probably feel a little bit ag- aggrieved to some extent with the Canati decision. I do think. The second one, which they're complaining about that he should have got a yellow to get the red, was a soft challenge. It was a soft challenge, but if I was if I was a blue, which I'm glad I'm not, um, I would feel a bit aggrieved that maybe even an up 10v10 there was probably the sensible thing for the referee to do. That being said, it I don't think it would have really outchanged you know changed the game too much. Um, we we still have we still would have had possession of the ball. We still would have been in the driving seat. Everton, I think, do you know what? Like, Everton did all right. Like, they're not going to come to Anfield and look to win a game of football like that. Um, You know, they're looking for a sucker punch at the end of the game to get the winner. And the way that the game went, their game plan was never going to work like that. But I thought they defended well, to be fair. You know, they they turned up and did what they needed to do. They're at a different level to us. So, you know, the derby isn't what the derby used to be. It used to be a lot more competitive. It used to be a lot more fiery. And it's, you know, the the gap between both the clubs and the, both the teams at the moment is so, so big that I don't think the derby is as good as it, you know, used to be maybe 10, 12 years ago. Um, it's a win. I don't think Liverpool are at the best today. They never usually are early kickoffs after international breaks and re- very rarely are. Um you know, if any positives, um, I, I thought Graven Birch played really well. I've, re- I've been so impressed with him. He's such a ball carrier. He, he's he's tenacious. Those long legs, he can just wrap around and win the balls in awkward areas. I, I'm really a really big fan of him. Um, Van Dyke looks off it. He just still looks off it. And I don't know if it's because he's you know played both the games in international week. And we demand so much from him, but he's just not himself. I don't think he has been all season, to be quite honest. Um, the other fourth thing I pointed out, McAllister in the six. I'm not a massive fan of that. I've really got to be honest. I think it's quite evident that it's not really working. He's very, com- he's just very complacent on the ball. He's very, he takes his time too much. You know, he needs to get it out of his feet and get it distributed, especially in a derby when you know that the opposition are going to sort of harry him and pressure a bit more. Um, I think that was quite evident in the first half when they had when it was eleven v eleven. I don't think he was the best on the ball. Uh, Sobel's I thought played really well. Um, Diaz, I was a little bit disappointed with. You know, he got forward well. He took the full back on. End product wasn't quite there. Um, Jota, he sort of hummed and hard at times. Um, I think we looked a lot better when Nunes came on, but I can understand why Nunes didn't start. 
So I think it's just a game that you just you take the three points, you move on. Um, we've got quite a nice little run now until the next international break in November. So it's just about getting the points on the board. Maybe forgetting this one. You know, obviously we've got Europa League coming up. Get that you know boxed off nice and early. Put this on the back of the memory, and then just move on to the next game. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Important result for Liverpool in the Premier League, beating Everton 2 0 in the Merseyside derby. And especially important because Liverpool had surrendered the opportunity in the previous two games to take maximum points, which meant that they came into this game in a situation where a really promising start of the season could have started to look slightly different. And it was by no means a fantastic performance from Liverpool. Even in the first half, Liverpool were obviously the better side with the ball. We know what Sean Dyche's sides tend to be like in terms of no real cohesive. Patterns in the final third, but will play direct, will try and gain territory and can cause your issues if you don't manage them situations very well. And of course, Liverpool started quite slowly. A feature of the last few weeks has been Alexis McAllister surrendered and possession around his 18-yard box in the build-up phase. And, and that happened again. Dominic Calvert-Lewin had an opportunity to score, but straight into the hands of, of Alisson. And after that, although Liverpool were the better side, as I say, they struggled to create really any great opportunities. The final third pass, there was a lot of sloppiness within Liverpool's play. They would get to a certain point on the field and then surrender the ball or overhit the pass, produce the wrong choice of pass, etc., etc. And even though territorially they were by far, obviously, the more superior team in terms of possession, in terms of you know the areas on the field where the, the ball was being the ball was being possessed. However. As I say, that didn't really come into the fact of being major chances for Liverpool in that first half. And then obviously you get into a scenario where Everton then goes down to 10 men. I don't think there can be any question whatsoever that the two incidents were two yellow cards. Ashley Young on the first one, Luis Diaz, Luis Diaz completely bypasses him and he leaves a leg out. It was exactly what he's doing in that moment in time to stop the counter-attack, stop the momentum of the attack. And then when you're in that sort of scenario and Lewis Diaz has that ability to be able to drive the ball to the left-hand side, I'm sorry, but at that moment when you're beaten, you've got to accept what comes after that. What you can't do is you can't go to ground, attempt to win the ball. And again, that was another clear yellow card. So Liverpool go into the second half in a different position that they've ended up from most parts this season. Liverpool have been the team reduced to 10 men on this occasion. Obviously, Liverpool were the team who had that advantage. And after that, after half-time, Liverpool struggled even more. Dice changed the system to a five at the back, basically to cover all areas, the pitch, the different sections of the field to allow no real space on the width of the pitch where Liverpool could double up, create overloads in them areas and essentially stretch Everton to the point where they could then pick holes in them. That coverage of the pitch meant that Liverpool, much like Liverpool actually did against Tottenham to an extent, made it really difficult and it was coming into a stage within the game where you were actually looking at it and you were thinking Liverpool aren't going to score a goal here they didn't look like scoring they didn't really even look like creating any high value chances Everton were comfortable in the game now when the opposition go down to 10 men there's a couple of key points which you have to do as a side now the first one is don't give the opposition any encouragement by letting them play out easily by letting them gain any kind of easy possession and making sure that any chance of a counter-attack from the opposition is stopped at source. And as poorly as Liverpool were, were moving the ball and struggling to do so, 
in that element, Liverpool did really well because Everton were reduced to pretty much nothing in, in Liverpool's defensive third and Liverpool could basically just ring-fence them in, into their half. So that first half of the job was done very well in the sense that Liverpool could close down the ball, apply pressure to the ball with pressure on the ball, cover support all around it and essentially it was just getting filtered back to Liverpool who then recycled the attack and, and were allowed to begin again. Obviously, it's different, difficult for the opposition in them in them kind of scenarios. But as a Liverpool side, you still have to be able to maintain that discipline. You have, still have to get your organisation right to make the first step of the process being that you are always in possession of the ball. Another thing you have to do is maintain your discipline. And Ibrahim Akanati, terrible, terrible decision-making for me. And Liverpool are really fortunate because the first one, Anana, I think it was in midfield, as a as possession of the ball in a situation where no real great danger, just outside his own 18-yard box. Canati makes a silly silly foul. Liverpool have plenty of numbers back to be able to manage that situation. And then all of a sudden, he's on a yellow card. Now, again, when you're on a yellow card, what you then can't do is be in a position where you then give the, the referee a potential decision to make. And for me, it was another yellow card for Ibrahim and Canati, which he then got away with. He got him, He's an aggressive defender. He's a front-foot defender in... Total opposite, really, to Van Dijk, who's a more passive-style defender. But you can see what Canati was trying to do. Liverpool were trying to box Everton in. He attempted to win the ball high, get the right side of the the wrong side of the um, the attacking player, and unfortunately, he got himself into a really poor position. Panicked at that moment in time, arm across the the attacking player of Everton, and it should have resulted in another yellow card. And on another day, Liverpool could be really in a in a, in a position where they've got such an advantage. They've got you know, 11, a numerical superiority and all of a sudden you even up the game and I think Klopp recognised that by bringing on Joel Matip and that is something that whether it's Liverpool have got playing a team with 10 men, whether Liverpool are playing a team with 11 men, Liverpool too often this season have had a lack of discipline at key moments and that could have been another one and it shouldn't be forgot just because Liverpool ended up coming out on the right side of the results because as we've seen this season, them kinds of lack of discipline, them kinds of ill judgments will end up costing you in the long run. But as it was, the referee didn't give the decision. Liverpool were fortunate. And then at that stage, Luis Diaz receives the ball in the left-hand side of the penalty area and Liverpool get a penalty. I think, again, I don't I don't like these handball ones being given, if I'm totally honest. I think how many times do players mean to handle the ball? Not very often. Although in this case, with the players more than aware of the rules and the silhouette of the body and the way the arms outstretched, I don't think you can have a great deal of sympathy. I know if it was a Liverpool player, I'd be saying, well... You've given that the referee a decision to make within the laws of the game and, and fortunately Liverpool got a penalty. But that leads on to the third part of the process when you're actually playing against 10 men. Liverpool didn't play well, don't get me wrong, but a lot of the, the commentary or the sort of ideal is that Liverpool have got to move the ball quicker. The team with the 11 men have got to move the ball quicker. It's very, very difficult when the opposition are camped in their own half with such small distances between their 10 players and the unit of them 10 players to be able to transfer the ball successfully in the most limited time and space you'll probably face, with the opposition really having no sort of ambition to do anything with the ball when they then receive it. So ultimately their job is just, can we defend? Can we make ourselves hard to beat and have a negative impact on the game? Now, in that sense, that is a very difficult thing to do, to move the ball quickly in them small spaces. And that's when you need your elite players to have that quickness of thought, maybe a ball around the corner, maybe a quick ball to break a little gap in between the units of the team. And then all of a sudden, you get into them sort of scenarios where you can potentially hurt the opposition. But it's still difficult. Now, obviously, you can go through the centre of the pitch with them quick, clever movements. 
But ultimately, what you want to try and do is you want to move the opposition's legs, you want to tire the opposition's legs, stretch the pitch, switch the ball from one side to the, side to the other with quick combinations and get your 1v1 players or the players who excel in them 1v1 duels or the better players in them areas to be able to face up the opposition and then create them overloads. And ultimately, that's what Liverpool did with their best dribbler of a ball, which is obviously Luis Diaz. He drove the ball into the penalty area and then the outcome was then a penalty kick. I mean, I thought Diaz in, in particular got himself into some really good areas, but unfortunately, he had a poor, poor game in terms of his final execution. And that could go for Mohamed Salah as well. I don't think I've seen him have a worse game for Liverpool, which sounds ridiculous, really, considering he's come away with two goals and taken them excellently, by the way. But so often, he was the player who was receiving the ball in that wide area, 1v1 against Mikhelenko. And to be, to be perfectly honest, whether it was his technical touch, whether he was knocking it too far... His, his movement went to go either way in, in that duel to create that separation between the attacking player and the fullback just wasn't there. So that very often Liverpool's moves would break down in them kind of scenarios. But as it was, Liverpool did keep feeding the ball to Diaz in that period of the game and it proved advantageous in the fact that they could then get the penalty and go on to, to obviously win the game. Finally, I'd just like to talk about the role of Harvey Elliott coming onto the field. Liverpool's two substitutes, Elliott. And Darwin Nunes did very well within the game when they, they entered the field. But I, I think Harvey Elliott in particular I wanted to mention because he's a really interesting player for me. I think he's got a really, really high ceiling. His brain and his technical ability, for me, are top, top, top level. And the only thing for me is where do you play him? He's not quite a wide player who's got the, the pace to run him behind, but then he's not really a midfield player who you could see as playing naturally as part of a three. He's almost a 10, and with Liverpool not playing that kind of system. Sometimes he finds himself on the outskirts of the team or sometimes you think to yourself, well, how can he become a regular for Liverpool? But regardless of that, obviously that's looking for the future. His ability to be able to pick the right pass, calm the game down and have composure in that final third was exactly what Liverpool needed. Too often players were shooting from, from, from angles which weren't realistic, were maybe trying to force the final pass, overhit the pass, have a lack of accuracy on the final pass. But Elliot just knitted it all together. He provided a real glue in that final third and it was it was what Liverpool needed at that moment in time. Liverpool needed to wear Everton's legs down, they needed to keep probing, they needed to keep finding, finding balls to the attackers' feet to put them in situations where they were either 1v1 on the outsides or maybe in a situation where they had the back to goal inside the box and being able to bring others into it. And Elliot was, was able to provide them passes and I felt, not for the first time this season, it was a really, really impressive performance from him and I do really believe in terms of technical ability, he has got a really high intellect and a really high execution of what he what he sees. Not only can he see the moving targets, which is the first thing, to be able to notice them, but he can also execute what he sees as well. And I think that aligned with his composure is, yeah, I think in the, in the next few years, we're going to see a really, really fine player there. And I felt his cameo was the, the sort of standout. So not a great performance. Some of the elements you need to win with 10 men, were ultimately execute. Sorry, playing against ten men would ultimately execute it to the to the fact that Liverpool get the result. However, it leads to be better in the future in, in certain areas that are identified. Big win, though, important in the in the scheme of the the recent loss of points. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Hello, Alex Watt. After a lovely start to the weekend with what was. Ultimately, a decisive win over the Ev, 2-0 at Anfield, although did take us a little while to get there. Not a thrilling Merseyside derby by any means, but 
that's what we do often get with the 12.30 kickoffs, unfortunately. So it's great that we've got another one of those to look forward to after the next international break as well. But that aside, it was nice to have Premier League football back today. Early kickoff be damned. And nice to see some refereeing and VAR decisions actually go our way today as well. Although I'm sure in PG Mole's minds, a lot of rival supporters' minds, that rules out the horrific errors made in the Spurs game, which obviously isn't how it works. Just get the decisions right consistently, maybe. So we don't need to praise you when you just get the easy ones correct. But to an extent, we obviously benefited from the sending off for Everton, although we were largely dominant even before that. And actually playing against the 10 men caused us other issues, which we'll we'll talk about. But first of all, 38-year-old Ashley Young, or Ashley Cole, as TNT Sports kept calling him, um, against Luis Diaz was always going to be a bit of a mismatch. And even though Young actually acquitted himself pretty well early on, he got caught out by Diaz, Diaz's pace um, on both the first and second yellow cards, if I recall correctly. Um Some people obviously trying to paint the decision as harsh on Everton, but to be honest, both yellows were cut and dry for me from obviously my somewhat biased perspective, but um, the Liverpool always get those decisions at Anfield Brigade, uh, naturally ignoring that this was the first time a player has been sent off for two yellows against us at Anfield since 2015. Um, When it happened to Sadio Mane for Southampton, I shouldn't imagine uh, Ashley Young's career trajectory from here will go quite the same way as Sadio's did but I can understand a bit more um, Everton fans annoyance at Canate not getting a second yellow later in the game but again it all feels very outrage manufacturing from the usual suspects because it was a poor challenge definitely but it was around the centre circle plenty of players covering so for me a final warning felt right obviously again I'm very biased but still Klopp was definitely right to to hook him off right after that the speed with which he moved to make that sub and get Matip on was quite funny Uh, respect to Jürgen for that one and as I kind of touched on to be fair to Ev um, they defended really well with 10 men, as you probably expect from a Sean Dyche side. And Liverpool do seem to struggle um, when they have a man advantage for some reason. They struggle to break the opposition down. Obviously, we had so much of the ball in the second half. We were constantly threatening around the area, but it seemed like the final ball just wasn't coming off. They were in that low block really effectively to stop those through balls from from going through. And in the end, the penalty was a lovely gift from Michael Keane for us, to be honest. It was really nice of him to point to where Diaz should kick the ball into him to get the handball. I've no idea why he's got his arm out there, but thanks to him for doing so. Stonewall penalty, whatever anyone trying to stir up controversy wants to claim. And Salah naturally dispatched it with a plum and then took us a bit longer than we would have liked to get the second but that came in stoppage time with my beautiful boys Darwin Nunes and Mo Salah linking up on the counter-attack to get the second wrap it up in lovely fashion um another assist for Darwin he's quietly racking those up at the moment and Mo Salah again having one of those 
quieter games where so much doesn't seem to quite go his way. You know, Everton were intercepting a lot of his dribbles and his passes. They're obviously doubling up on him, you know, blocking him out of the game. And then he still ends up with two goals at the end of the day because he is just that good. And honestly, if he wants to keep scoring a brace a game, despite not being at his absolute peak best, then that is still absolutely fine with me. So... Yeah, got the win in the end. It was also interesting to watch how we operated prior to the 10 men um, situation. You know, Simakas obviously coming in, played really well. Gravenberch starting the first time we've seen those three start together in the middle of the park. And that is a lovely midfield three on paper with him, McAllister, Saboslai. Again, I know the transfer conversations, obviously raged on over the summer but the results and this midfield rebuild has paid off pretty well in the end and you obviously add to that Trent Alexander-Arnold drifting inside as well um the the passing from deep from the likes of Trent the likes of McAllister some of the through balls from Soberslai it feels really exciting in that area of the pitch again and we saw that with so many impressive counter-attacks from Liverpool in the first half, the quick moves in the transition from the Everton set pieces into us splitting them open with a couple of passes, immediately creating these quick counter-attacking chances. And that's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on in this upcoming run of fixtures. You know, quite a favourable run on paper with our next three league games until we play Manchester City. So it'll be fun to watch how that quick transition play Midfield dominance can continue in those games. Um, and yeah, Jurgen Klopp looked delighted after the game, gave the fist pumps to all sides of Anfield, I think. Um, he looks reinvigorated. He looks fired up by this squad, doesn't he? And you love to see it. We are on a hell of a run this season, you know, without probably getting into the next gear that this squad is definitely capable of. And you would anticipate they will grow into as the season goes on. And that win takes us top of the league. Yes, probably temporarily come the end of the weekend, but it goes to show what a great team we've got again here. And hopefully VAR can stay out of the way, not cause us any more headaches for the rest of the season. We can actually pick up all the points that we deserve. Uh, so cheers. Up the Reds. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.